alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Hello and welcome to the 26th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, Cody. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing all right. It's kind of, uh, I'll be honest, it's real depressing here right now. It's been <laughs> raining all week long and it's, I feel like we're in Seattle or something. It's just really really a downer kind of, um, I wanted to ask you, so I was kind of, uh, last weekend was the first weekend I got to actually sit down and enjoy college football. And I was like, okay, maybe we can watch some good games. And I was like, oh, I was on, right. And I'm watching mm-hmm. it. It's just like, Ooh, it's just a, <laughs> just a total beat down of Rutgers. Like it is just embarrassing. Well, how did you feel about the game? Well, I actually, um, I had to do my, uh, work, uh, my guard week, uh, weekend. So I did not actually get to watch it. I, uh, I watched it basically through my phone, you know, like that crappy little thing where it kind of shows you like where the ball's at on the field and like what just happened, except that it was like 15 minutes ago that it happened. Um, so I basically watched the play by play and I just watched the score climb and climb. Rutgers is not good enough to be in the big 10. I'm just going to be honest, uh, football wise, they're, they're just, not in our league. So it's it's sad. I mean, it was a beatdown. It's it, it's bad. It is like a lot of the games last week I felt like were just just destruction everywhere. And then of course, you know, our uh, beloved Golden Gophers of Minnesota <laughs> are like struggling to win a game. But uh yeah, it's I thought I thought Rudkers was okay, but I think I got Rudkers confused with Maryland. Because Maryland's Maryland really good. fucking killing it. They have, like, in two games, like, 140-some combined points. Like, they are eating shit up. Thank God Iowa doesn't have to play with them. Um, I actually heard something funny on the radio. Uh, they, so I live in I live in Mesa. I used to go to Arizona State a few years ago. They were talking about the Sun Devils and how they played a team, I believe it was Sacramento State, and how they almost lost to Sacramento State. And then they brought up that they have to play Michigan State uh, this coming up week and the guy on the radio was like did you see that guy out playing defense for sacramento state number 92 he was killing us every play he was killing us michigan state's gonna have five of those guys and i just fucking bursted out laughing like at a stoplight oh it's fucking is pretty hilarious what they're saying but yeah like there is such a disparity though between like the haves and the have-nots in college football it yeah really is embarrassing sometimes yeah. i know it's uh that's kind of how college is, though. I guess it's the big schools get fatter and the little ones, hopefully they get a few really good players that can carry them. Um, yep. uh, I was going to ask, too. So I've realized that this show has slowly began to corrupt my mind because <laughs> I was laughing at work. They, they're doing free flu shots for the employees. Or no, they label it free flu vac- vaccines, right? And of yeah. course, the joke was like everyone was making is like, oh, they're trying to give the employees autism now. <laughs> 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 Obviously, we don't yeah. believe that vaccines cause autism, but uh, <laughs> they might have mercury in it. It could. Yeah, it could. Did you see all the uh, I just saw it before I came on here about there's like seven people who have died from vape stuff like vape related lung diseases. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. That's. Honestly, seven people die from vape diseases. How many hundreds of thousands have died from smoking and nothing's been done about it? So. Now, now, here's the thing, though. I am when I re- read deeper into that, they're dying from those uh, THC cartridges. They're vaping those and there's like weird shit in them. And that's oh, what's yeah. given it. to. It's like not apparently it's not like the vapes like you or I use. It's like the weed cartridges because they don't know what they're putting in there. 
And apparently there's like, it sounded like there's a shitload of vitamin C something or vitamin E something in there. And that might have been what's killing them or giving them a lung disease or something. Yeah, definitely. Who knows where those fucking any of that stuff comes from? <laughs> like if you don't get it from like the professional, like like the the vape juice I use, I I don't I used to go to this crappy store that would sell like like this kind of weird shit. And like I only did that. I maybe bought like one or two bottles from them. And then I thought about it like what the fuck is getting put in here? Like this bottle barely has a label on it. Like, yeah, it's I almost like you're buying the fucking like, what's that? Like the Walmart brand of like vape juice, you know? <laughs> yeah, like the 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 blues. Remember those? And uh, I can't remember what the other one is. Jewel, I think, is the big one now. Yeah, Jewel's the one that all the kids are smoking these days. So, <laughs> yeah, when it the- was when when we were in our early 20s and they first came out, blue was huge. Now blue is you can barely find them anymore. I know. Uh, speaking of kids, are my dear old co-host on Bumblebee Podcast, Jordan. He smokes a jewel now, which I guess is better for him because he was smoking like a pack of Newport Reds every day or whatever. So uh, the <laughs> yeah. jewels will probably be a safer option for him in the long run versus full strength Newports. So <laughs> anyway, Phil, uh, it's about that time. Um, I have no idea what the subject's going to be this week, but I know it'll probably be something amazing. So why don't you take it away from here? Well, Cody, uh, we're getting away from aliens a little bit after our uh, awesome uh, two-parter. So I am jumping back into assassinations. Um, do you remember he- ever hearing about uh, Robert Kennedy's assassination? Um a little bit. I kind of know. I've heard stories about the guy who killed him. Um, or, or are we saying allegedly killed him? Um, Allegedly killed him comes in here a little bit. So the assassination of Robert Francis Kennedy happened during the very turbulent 1960s, which saw the killing of many other major political and social leaders of the time. Most famously, his older brother, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, in 1963, and Martin Luther King Jr., which preceded Bobby Kennedy's death by just two months. Hmm. So how? Oh, so John. Wait, what was the gap between John and Robert getting killed? So, um, John Fitzgerald Kennedy died in 1963, um, and Bobby Kennedy died in 1968. Damn. I remember. Isn't that kind of like a superstitious thing that all the Kennedys always get killed off? Yeah, they kind of have bad luck when it comes to dying young. Mm. Like it's uh, it kind of runs in their family a little bit because um, uh, I think it was John Kennedy's son uh, died in like a plane accident. Damn. Um, yeah, he was really famous. And then I remember this. He basically it's one of those situations where he mixed up uh, what was the horizon and he ended up uh, going down instead of leveling out because he didn't know where the horizon was. Mm. Too many good Catholics dying, Phil. Uh, yep. So <laughs> what was the Kennedy, the really old politician Kennedy? I Maybe he died when you were still living here with me. I can't remember what his name is. He passed. You're talking a- about Ted Kennedy. Is it Ted Kennedy? Yeah, he. Yep. I'll never forget when he died, you turn on Fox News and they, they're talking about how he's the greatest man that ever lived. Yada, yada, yada. After the day beforehand, talking complete shit about him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, now he's dead. Now we got to say how nice he is and everything. After they just were blasting him probably for the last how many years. They dirty dogged that motherfucker for decades. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then the day that he died, there was all, you know, warm heart prayer, heartfelt shit, you know. (laughs) I love the media, (laughs) don't you? Oh, yeah. Always looking for that fucking quick buck selling them Hondas. <laughs> so at the time, Robert Kennedy was running for president of the United States, uh, which famously was not going to be sought by the incumbent president, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Uh, this election would eventually be won by the man that Bobby's brother had beaten in 1960, former Vice President uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon. Do you remember him? Anything about him? <laughs> uh, yeah, Nixon, uh, he has quite a reputation. Damn, I didn't even, I feel like I should have known his middle name was Milhouse. 
Under, yeah. underutilized a, a name. Fame. Yeah, underutilized name. You know what I was just thinking when you said uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy? I was thinking of Fitzgerald. That's an underutilized name. Then I was thinking about this past weekend how Larry Fitzgerald of Arizona Cardinals fame, uh, somehow as an old man, he just was tearing it up. I like how we call him an old man, even though he's probably only a few months older than us. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. How old is yeah. he? He's probably he's in his mid thirties. Okay, well, for a fo- football life, he's an old man. Oh, in football years, he's eighty five. <laughs> he's the old guy at the office who hasn't left his desk in fucking thirteen years. You swear to God, he sleeps there. <laughs> can you can you imagine? You're at your job and you're considered the old guy on the staff. Dude, just go work at Google immediately. You'll be the old guy there. Mm, Good point. Good point. Yeah. So on June 5th, 1968, just after midnight, the Kennedy campaign was celebrating after winning the California primary and had just given a speech to the crowd of supporters and staffers at the Ambassador Hotel. Uh, now, after the speech, he exited through the pantry on his way to a waiting press conference. Paul Sherrod, former regional director of the United Auto Workers, had helped Kennedy garner support from the unions and was on stage with him uh, for his speech, uh, getting thanks. Uh, he was leading Bobby through the pantry at the time and claims that Kennedy was shaking hands with the kitchen staffers before he and Bobby would be shot. Uh, Senator Kennedy was only 42 years old, and his wife was pregnant with his 11th child. 11 kids at age yes. 42. Yes, as I said, famously Catholic. <laughs> That's like super Catholic, dude. Yeah. Uh, so my mom is actually one of, I think, nine children. And Bobby is one of nine children also. And Jesus. Uh, as our, uh, to our fans, she is famously catholic also because i talk about it all the time but yeah they have a lot of kids so god damn then i was gonna say well you, i mean you have a pretty big family what is a six of you and your brothers and sisters yeah so i mean that's a good sized family um i guess i'm on the small end of a quote-unquote catholic family although i don't even think we're catholic anymore and none of us are yeah, that's uh, that's how our family kind of rolls too. So I was gonna say maybe it's because my damn Lutheran father invaded the Catholic family and corrupted it. Yeah, narrowing <laughs> narrowing the numbers down. <laughs> the I Pope's said, gonna be pissed not getting his fucking not getting his numbers from Iowa. <laughs> Thankfully, not a lot of people do that anymore. Yeah, don't give them nothing. No, nope. no. When the basket comes around, fucking take five bucks and bitten it. <laughs> so so just like his brother's assassination robert kennedy's murder has been linked to many conspiracies in the 50 plus years since so the suspect in the murder was apprehended immediately uh you mentioned him before a 24 year old palestinian jordanian christian named sirhan sirhan is that his now, legal ap- hold on is that his legal name Yes, that is his legal name. He has a double name. Wow, okay. Um, Famously a double name. (laughs) I wanted to ask you too, so was Robert was killed and his bodyguard was killed? Um, That wasn't his bodyguard. That was just one of his, uh, he was a United Auto Workers, like one of the union guys who was helping him garner unit, um, union, helping him garner union support. Okay, but Uh, he, he, he wasn't a bodyguard for him. Okay, but he was killed too, right? No, he actually lived. Oh, he Uh, he lived lived for many years. uh, Okay, and like you know, was kind of a big proponent of the conspiracies. So, hmm. Well, I think I, I, I'm gonna save it for later once you start going through the conspiracies. But I already have one thing of suspicion that I'll see if you bring it up. Okay. So after firing his eight round Ivor Johnson, uh, twenty two revolver. Sirhan's hand was grabbed by Carl Euchre, a hotel maitre d', uh, who testified that after two shots, uh, he had pinned um, Sirhan's hand down and claimed that Sirhan continued to fire shots wildly after he was grabbed. A waiter and a campaign aide also claimed to have jumped on Sirhan after two or three shots. He was taken out by the goddamn host? You have to understand, if you've ever seen pictures of this, this is a tight, tight space. I mean... 
literally people were already on top of him by the time he started fighting. Yeah, but the like, ma- this was not an open area. But the maitre d, like I wouldn't ever expect a maitre d to attack anybody. Oh, no. Yeah, not someone making below minimum wage. You'd expect him <laughs> to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I know. I guess this guy was a badass. Took him out. That's like the gas station attendant who just automatically hands over money. Just like, dude, <laughs> $7 an hour. Here you go. Look, <laughs> Take it. I'm, just, I'm serving you, these. You want, a pa- you want a pack of smokes, too? <laughs> He's like, look, I'm just serving these rich guys. I don't even know them, all right? <laughs> so this is where the conspiracies um, begin. Because during the trial, the prosecution shared the autopsy with the defense lawyer of Sirhan Sirhan. And the report uh, from coroner Thomas Noguchi, I'm probably murdering that guy's name, uh, claimed that he had found powder burns on Kennedy's jacket and in his hair. And this suggested that the shooter was firing from close range. The problem is the maitre d' who first tackled Sirhan testified that the shooter had never gotten close to Kennedy. And this was collaborated by several other witnesses and could not have been close enough to put the 22 against the victim's back and fire, uh, as was claimed in the coroner's report. Okay, so you said um, Sirhan Sirhan only got two shots off before he was taken down? Before he was, um, before anyone who was trying to take him down touched him. So he got two shots off and then he was grabbed. Damn, two shots with a 22 and he killed... One guy and injured the other. That I don't know. That well, seems a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into it a little bit more. Okay. There was, okay. So he he ended up firing all of his rounds. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So I'm gonna go in that a little bit more in just a minute. Okay. So, um, this fact and other evidence has led many through the years to believe that there could have been a second gunman besides Sirhan Sirhan. So, other evidence to the second gunman theory was the amount of bullets that were fired that night in the pantry. So, as I mentioned before, Sirhan's 22 had only eight bullets, all of which were fired. And Sirhan would not have been able to roll to reload uh, due to being tackled by multiple people in that very tight space. Right. Uh, now, now, three bullets hit Kennedy with another going through his jacket. Uh, this is kind of where some math comes in. Two stayed in his body and one exited out of his armpit. So of the four shots that went to Kennedy, three actually hit him. Two stayed in his body, one went through his armpit. The five other bullets struck five other victims. Remember, I said that he was shooting wildly after his arm was grabbed. Yep, yep. So uh, the five other victims were shot. The bullets stayed in their bodies. Now, three bullet holes were found in the ceiling. Uh, with the theory that one of the bullets actually ricocheted off the metal above the the, um, the ceiling tiles and um, went into one of the five victims. So it's kind of, there's such a tight space, everyone was a bullet sponge. Everyone just caught one. Um, so the flaw, in, but what's the, that? I just say, but the math is off, though. Yeah, the, that's, that's uh, kind of the flaw in it. Um, so the flaw is really, there's one that went through his coat and one that exited out his armpit. And those were supposed to um, go up into the ceiling. And then okay. the third bullet that went into the ceiling came down and ricocheted and went into a person. So that explains the three bullet holes in the ceiling. Okay. How, okay. Well, what the hell is a ceiling made out that it could ricochet off of there, I wonder? Well, there's, you know, ceiling tiles. Yeah. And then there's metal above the ceiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So it went through and then back down. Did I say that there was three bullets that went in the ceiling? Two bullets that went in the ceiling, one of them ricocheted back into a person. That's why the math is kind of hard. Because you have to keep remembering eight bullets where they all went to in the theory. Okay, okay. So the flaw flaw is that there were two bullet holes found in the door frame to the pantry, which the LAPD never claimed uh, existed, even though... There is photo evidence of the police examining the door frame and measuring the holes. And witness who saw the police examining the bullet holes um, also claimed that they removed bullets. Now, the ceiling panels and the door frame were removed by the LAPD and later incinerated, which Ooh, is odd. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> okay, yeah. so can we, can we, would you, would anything lead you to believe that maybe the chef was wasted and just started shooting his gun in the pantry door at one point? Like prior to the assassination, it could have been. What is that angry British chef who always <laughs> Gordon yells at Ramsay? 
what was Gordon Ramsay doing in 1968? <laughs> what if he's Could like, he... <laughs> <laughs> what if he's just like an apprentice there and he's just plaster and he just got mad at a red onion and started shooting the pantry door? <laughs> That'd be amazing. The sous chef burned the goddamn sauce and just starts firing wildly. <laughs> Sirhan Sirhan ste- steps in to protect the president and he gets tackled. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it for you, Gordon. I know you're going to make it one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the next little bit of evidence um, for the second gunman theory is some audio. Uh, now, the acoustics of a microphone uh, that picked up the gunshots in 2007 was um, examined. Now, this uh, microphone, they s- claim, was being moved from the ballroom area where the speech was given to the press conference area, and it was a live mic situation. Mm, okay, so it was recording while they were moving it. In 2007, the audio was examined, as I previously mentioned, and found to have a total of 13 shots fired, according to forensic expert Philip Von Prague. Okay, so that is definitely suspicious. Now, I'm assuming since he's a quote-unquote forensic specialist that he couldn't mistake, like, a fucking frying pan smashing on something for a gunshot or something like so that. This, so this, um, like, audio uh, examination that they used, it was some kind of program that's specially designed to figure out, like, gunshots as opposed to something that sounds like gunshots okay i gotcha so according to them this would only pick up like a gunshot so the 13 shots that they claim um they claim couldn't have been anything else hmm that's interesting so where is the other what is it uh six other shots right where are the other six shots come or five other shots coming from yeah, I don't know about that. Well, so there was eight original. Um, they also claim that there was a ricochet, so that's nine. Then there was two more that ended up in the door frame, which is 11. So that would mean that there was two more bullets somewhere. Hmm. So, um, but there is, um, let's just say that some people don't think that this audio examination was actually um, done correctly or not really done in good faith. Uh, so... I'll continue. Van Prague also said that the recording revealed at least two instances in which the time between shots was shorter than humanly possible to fire and that different residences indicated that there was more than one gun. So they're like firing at the exact same time or very close to it. Very close together, like faster than you could fire a pistol. So Mm. it's almost as if there was two separate guns in the room being fired well what i was thinking is like okay the audio quality of this recording has to be like worse than (laughs) like how our fucking recording sound you know what i mean like it it has to sound just absolutely god awful you know what i mean and in a a tight space like that i was also thinking about this imagine the echo i mean uh, i couldn't imagine how much like just Especially with eight shots being fired wildly, like you would, you would be hearing bolt, like shots coming from all over the place with all the echoing. Okay, so. was did this audio get looked at by like say I don't know the History Channel or like Discovery Channel or like <laughs> something Channel. like that where they're just like, hey, just add in a few more shots. We need to spice this up a little bit. <laughs> it could could very well have been. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. About- <laughs> that so. i don't trust the history <laughs> channel anymore you can't trust them that is true them and cnn mm, fake news yep <laughs> everybody listen to fucking crowder <laughs> that asshole so the ballistics of the bullets were also examined uh it's part of the conspiracy initially by duane wolfer that's an awesome strong name mm. the lead crime scene investigator at the time does he, did you look if he like just gets on all fours and starts smelling around the crime scene for clues? <laughs> that would be amazing. No, I didn't even think about Get that. Get me, Wolfer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on here. Get in here, Wolfer. <laughs> quit howling. Quit howling at the moon and get in here. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he found that uh, the three bullets, um, 
that he had examined were all fired by the same 22 that Sirhan Sirhan had brought into the pantry. However, later examinations of the bullets proved that they were in fact not fired out of the same gun. After a panel of seven experts analyzed the bullets and even test fired Sirhan Sirhan's 22. Uh, an, an internal police document, which was later released, concluded that Kennedy and Weissel bullets not fired from the same gun and, quote, Kennedy bullet not fired from Sirhan's revolver. So some of these bullets that were analyzed were taken out of Kennedy. Hmm. And one of them that was um, taken out of Kennedy's body, they claim, was not fired from Sirhan's revolver. Well, yeah, they would. I mean... Every single gun has a unique um, bore pattern, right? That's how yeah, they tell the, the uh, difference, right? The fingerprint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hmm, that's really weird. Well, I was thinking about this too. Like, obviously, a twenty-two bullet is very tiny. You know what I mean? And for that, for that bullet to kill him, did he die like almost instantly after he was shot? No. Um, I was gonna mention this a little, little later, but I'll just kind of say it now. He actually. He was shot shortly after midnight, uh, June 5th. It took him an entire day to die. After they took the surgery um, to take the bullet out of his brain um, and like other little fragments, uh, he died a whole day later. Oh, wait. So he was shot in the head, too. So he was shot um, most like in the back. One of the bullets went up through his back into his neck. Ooh. One of them went out of his armpit. Um, and then, yeah, so like the, the killer was the one that went into his brain though. Mm, that's yeah. the main, that's like the main, that's the killer bullet. The one that killed him. I was Okay. That makes sense then because I was thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, well you, he would have to shoot him almost right through the heart to kill him with a bullet that size or like hit puncture one of his arteries or whatever. Yeah. It went into his brain and killed him slow. That was how, um, Lincoln died too was mm. that that I think it was um like hours and hours later that Lincoln died. He suffered for a long time. Well, one of when Lincoln got killed, wouldn't have that been like a musket bullet? Um I do know that they had cartridges at the time, okay. but okay. I think he <laughs> was killed by like one of those pistol like with the with the, uh, <laughs> the yeah, huge the, fucking the ball. Yeah. Dude, so my I don't know if your dad did, but my dad likes to hunt with musket loaders. And yeah. when you see a deer get hit by that little ball, it's just like shrapneled all around that little area where it gets hit. So I couldn't imagine if that was like directly in the back of your head getting shot with that. Air pressure just turns it into a fucking shotgun blast. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Well, like I think when you get shot, you shoot a deer with that. If you're not careful, I think you have to like completely cut out that entire piece of meat otherwise you'll get like little shrapnel pieces in there just like back to the future three when they're eating the rabbit and he's spitting out little pieces of fucking like pellet yeah, <laughs> yeah. from the little squirrels <laughs> <laughs> that's a great movie so sirhan's defense attorneys uh, later on filed a 62 page brief to federal court as an appeal that claimed that the bullet that was taken from Kennedy's brain had been switched out with a bullet that had been fired out of Sirhan's 22, and that this bullet was used as the evidence that convicted Sirhan of the murder of Senator Kennedy. Hmm. Well, that would be pretty hard to prove, I feel like. Yeah, it would be, I mean, so many years later. Um, but it was basically coming from the report that the bombshell Kennedy bullet not fired from Sirhan's revolver. So, mm. well, um, I mean, there is one thing that I could say for certain. I'm pretty sure the LAPD at this time is very corrupt. Oh, yeah. Um, and you got to think, too, a president candidate just died on their watch. Not only a presidential candidate, a fucking Kennedy. Mm. So mm -hmm. they had they had the guy case closed. We got him fucking uh, supposedly the trial didn't even seem like a I kind of skipped over it a little bit. So the trial of Sirhan Sirhan. Didn't even seem like it was a trial to see if he was guilty or innocent. It was more of just a sentencing. He was already convicted pre-trial. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. So basically, um, Sirhan Sirhan was convicted of <clears throat> first-degree murder of Senator Kennedy. He was also um, 
There was also many other people shot in there. Um, basically, he got uh, the death penalty. The only problem is California did away with the death penalty. So he's serving life in prison, currently serving life in prison um, in California as we speak. He's so. still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. So how old was he when he shot him or allegedly shot him? He was 24 in 1968. So he's probably in Sw San Quentin then. Yeah, I actually think he just got returned San Quentin. Um, he supposedly got, I think he got stabbed. Um, oh. I was reading in a news article. Um, but yeah, he was returned. Um, he's been up for parole quite a few times. And um, he's obviously not going to get paroled. There's no, no way. No, <laughs> no absolutely not. not. Let him go. No, uh, Joe Biden would probably kill him if he got out. <laughs> he think Joe Biden's a little slow. I don't think he'd, <laughs> he'd give. <laughs> he would just hug him to death. That's Joe's <laughs> death movie. He just keeps hugging you. He hugs the life out of everybody. Just a friendly molestation until he passes out and dies. <laughs> someone, <laughs> until he finally dies of old age. <laughs> someone told me like he he has cancer or something right now. Like he has some terminal disease, and I'm like, I don't think that's true. Have you heard that? Uh, he was just standing, giving a speech, and one of his blood vessels in his eyes blew out. Did you see uh, that? Uh-uh. His eyes uh -uh. turned all red? Yeah, there's something wrong with him. He don't look right. I, I would have voted, six months ago, I would have voted for him if I had never seen him speak again. But honestly, <laughs> you you watch him speak, he looks tired, he looks old, mm. slow, mm. like... He's his numbers are going to fucking plummet once people start seeing him speak. You, you can't be blowing blood vessels while you're giving a speech. That's a giant red flag. No, you can't fucking look like you're about to take a nap, you know, every <laughs> 10 seconds. He's just sad because he's looking for somebody to hug, Phil. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so a little bit. I meant uh, like Sirhan Sirhan obviously was he obviously fired the you know, some bullet, like all of the bullets out of his gun. The question is whether or not any of his bullets actually hit Kennedy. Now, about Sirhan Sirhan, there's no conspiracy, as I just mentioned, but he could possibly be a Manchurian candidate. Do you know what a Manchurian candidate is? I do. It's... So, do you want to explain it? No, you explain it. So there is a theory that Sirhan may have been manipulated into being a brainwashed assassin through either drugs or hypnosis. I've heard I've heard rumors that they connect him with MK Ultra. Yeah, so there's a ton of anytime any Manchurian candidate kind of deal comes in, he gets put on there. Oswald also kind of gets put on there too. Yeah. Um so he claims that he has no recollection of like the incident happening. Um, he does believe that he was there. So he knows he was there. He doesn't think he's a patsy, but he believes that um, like he has no memory of it and he doesn't know what happened. Hmm. So a lot of people think that he may have been forced um, to be a gunman in the room. And then someone else walked up behind Kennedy and blasted him while Sirhan Sirhan was going nuts with a revolver, you know, well, I feel like if there was another gunman, he would have to be hiding somewhere, then shoot him while what's his or Sirhan Sirhan was shooting at the same time, right? Like he he couldn't be visible. I wouldn't think. Well, yeah, I mean, hiding in plain sight is one of the things. Like someone who's just kind of like skulking around the uh, pantry, blasts Kennedy, and then walks out as everyone's going crazy. I could bullets see bullets are flying in the air. Oh, I got an even better theory. What if Gordon Ramsay was hiding in the pantry closet, firing the shots, and it killed could him? Could have been. <laughs> absolutely could have been Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to look into Gordon Ramsay. I know. We need to watch out for him. I bet, you know, he was teaching Robert Kennedy how to do some cooking. He overcooked the pasta. It wasn't al dente. Gordon got yeah. mad and shot him. Now, the reason, obviously, for someone wanting Kennedy and putting a Manchurian candidate up for this is it's really easy to um, not get uh, like an investigation happening into this once they already have someone. So Sirhan starts firing wildly. Everybody grabs him. It's done. We got him. This guy. We take him to jail. It's it. Just like Oswald. Don't right. look at anybody else. We got him. You know, go to sleep, everybody. Keep buying fucking Toyota Corollas. Everything's good. So are you going to go into at all like 
a suspected reason why, if we believe that Sirhan Sirhan actually killed him, what motive he would have had to kill him? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's in all of what I, my conspiracy is coming up. Okay. We'll wait yep. for that. It's all, it's all coming up. So now I'm going to get into the possible second gunman conspiracy theories. Okay. So a campaign worker named Sandra Serrano claims to have seen two men, one of which she later identified as Sirhan Sirhan, and a woman wearing a polka dot dress walking up the stairs of the Ambassador Hotel Ballroom at 11.30 at night. Have you ever heard of the polka dot lady? I have not. This is uh, very interesting. I, You know, when I thought of an additional assassin, a, a lady didn't even come to my mind. Yeah, she claims to have heard... Also, what sounded like a car backfiring and then witnessed one of the men and the woman in the polka dot dress running down the stairs. Apparently, the woman uh, in the polka dot dress was saying to the man, we shot him. We shot him. When Serrano asked the woman uh, who she was referring to, the woman apparently said Senator Kennedy. Interesting. I I almost thought you're going to throw a red herring in there and be like. Because her last name's very close to Barry Satiro, so oh, no, I thought that's, that's the that's the end. That's okay, the end. I was gonna say, is this lady in a polka dot dress? Have, is just Barack Obama with a wig on? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Miss Doubtfire situation here. Yeah, exactly. We cracked it. <laughs> got him. We got him. <laughs> anyway, so um, who? What was the witness that said this again? This was um, Sandra Sereno, and she was a campaign worker for Senator Kennedy. Hmm. So a woman in a polka dot dress was seen by many witnesses that night, besides Sandra Serrano. Witnesses claimed to see her and Sirhan Sirhan in the kitchen together before the shooting. And retired LAPD in 1974 claims that when he was responding to the shooting, an elderly couple... uh, claimed to see a young couple smiling and saying out loud that they had shot him repeatedly, just like Sandra Serrano had heard them say before. Okay. Wow, that's really suspicious. So now you have two witnesses claiming that they saw her and other people who have actually physically seen her within the area. Yeah, in the ballroom and the kitchen area. So they were seen, the polka dot lady kind of, became like a famous conspiracy. That's why I mentioned it at first, because this is the most famous uh, second gunman theory, the polka dot lady. Okay, so do you think, I don't know if you're going to talk about this later, that she had some connection to Sirhan Sirhan, or like they just so happened to be in the same place at the same time, or maybe she knew he was going to try to assassinate him, and then she did it with him, you know what I mean? Well, the three of them were walking up, into the ballroom area together. And she claims the third guy, so there was two guys and her. She claims that the guy that um, she walked up with was Sirhan Sirhan. And that she, um, she claims that she didn't see Sirhan Sirhan, obviously, when she was walking back down. Okay. The polka dot lady. Okay, interesting. So apparently the three of them walked in the ballroom together and then two of them did not, or two of them came down the stairway and Sirhan Sirhan obviously was being tackled and probably beaten down in the pantry while firing wildly. Hmm. So I could see, okay, now if we put into the theory that maybe they were, that all three of them were working together to assassinate him, you know, or whatever, but I feel like he would have squealed on them by now. You know what I mean? Well, if he was a Manchurian candidate, though, he wouldn't know anything about them because he says he doesn't remember anything Mm. from that like that shooting well i i know you're not as deep into true crime as i am but that is kind of a thing that happens Uh, like some let's say somebody has like a crime of passion or like something like that they when they're shooting someone or whatever they like their mind will erase that memory from their head you know what i mean yeah, no, I've, I've heard of that before. Yeah, so, I don't know, but I feel like he would have remembered setting it up beforehand. Yeah, this one kind of goes along a little bit with candidate. Like, he could have possibly been drugged or hypnotized, hmm. something like so that. So, Polka Dot Lady or, and... Or fucking... That's the thing, we don't know where the Polka Dot Lady, like, where she came from. All we know is, like, some witnesses saw her there. So, fuck, she could have been an MK Ultra agent, for all we know. 
You know, like... Well, she could have loaded him up on whatever drugs they use mm-hmm. and sent him in there and then just kind of made sure he did what he was supposed to do. Yep, exactly. Hmm. Feeding him feeding him little hypnotic shit all night until he did it. <laughs> what so if, that's all speculation, of course. Uh, We're just talking out of our ass. I so. was thinking, what if they had like a catch? Like they say a certain word and it triggers him into the, like the assassination mode. And what if it was like one of Gordon Ram- Ramsay's catchphrases? She said that, that. Yeah, she said that. And then all of a sudden he snaps and tries to shoot him. She whispers into his ear, spaghetti salad. And then he just starts firing <laughs> wildly. Gordon Ramsay starts firing wildly. It just goes crazy in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, so, uh, what's that? <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell a really quick story. So, um, <laughs> this. Back when I was working as a detailer, um, sometimes when it was slow, we'd have to help deliver cars or whatever, right? And there's always this one old guy who would kind of like taxi everybody around. And he like like didn't listen when anybody was talking to him. So we'd like say his name, be like, hey, can we stop and get some spaghetti baskets? (laughs) He'd just like start talking about his fishing trip and like everything else. (laughs) Like people would ask him over and over uh, if we can stop and get a spaghetti basket. (laughs) (laughs) Is that his trigger word? (laughs) Apparently. Like, I don't know why it was so funny to ask him for a spaghetti basket, but he didn't listen to anything. He just kept talking about something else. Yeah, when you're like when you're dead in the middle of the fucking grind of working, there's a lot of weird shit that's funny. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. So Sandra Serrano later told the LAPD that she had fabricated the story, but later on claimed that she was forced into the denial after many interviews and questions by the LAPD. So they so strong armed yeah. her. Yeah, it kind of seems like that. And that goes along a lot with JFK witnesses, too. A lot of them claimed that they were basically, um, like, interviewed, like, at nauseum and then basically told what to say um, just so that they would be allowed to leave. So what what would the uh, LAPD – do you think the LAPD had something against Robert Kennedy himself or they just wanted to sweep – the assassination under the rug to like preserve the city's reputation. I think it was a case closed situation. Mm. Just, they I didn't mean, alleged, deal with I, it. it's a, it's my own, like I'm posing this, but I believe really the LAPD just wanted this open shut. It was Sirhan Sirhan. He did it. Crazy guy. Got him. We got him. Don't worry about it. You well, know? the, uh, for the amount of serial killers that were roaming, uh, around Los Angeles, right around this time period, that uh, kind of went unnoticed. I wouldn't really doubt that they didn't really want to investigate anything too deeply. Yeah, they were happy to finally get one, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't used to catch serial killers at all. Like. No. They were, <laughs> there's a lot of them in LA in like the 60s and 70s, so. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of true crime podcasts actually fucking solving these cases that <laughs> never got solved, so. <laughs> so um, I'm going to mention this. There was renaissance, uh, resonance tests done um, to decide, like, what actually she would have been able to hear from uh, outside the stairwell. Like I said before, she actually heard the shots being fired, and she said they sounded like a car backfiring. Uh, now, there was a 0.5 decibel difference from, like, kind of like what she claims and what um, they actually tested. So they said that she shouldn't have been able to hear anything. Um, not really sure why, because there's a little decibel difference, she wouldn't be able to hear anything. I'm also wondering if they fired bullets in, or fired a gun inside of a building, they probably use blanks, which is a decibel difference. So, you, you know, think, it seems a little weird. Are you sure uh, blanks are quieter than regular bullets? I'm pretty sure blanks are quieter than regular bullets. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not an expert, but I know that... Um, like there isn't any like it's not pushing anything out when it um, how does that work? I know that they don't when they use a blank, they don't use as much powder. Um, it's just kind of capped at the end. There's not really anything coming out of the round. So or out of the um, out of the muzzle. So so you don't think these guys who are setting up the test would have just like made an intern stand where Bobby Kennedy was get shot five times or whatever 
just to make sure their audio is right? You don't think they would like make anybody do that? Maybe they brought in a like it's <laughs> like dog. <laughs> just I could see him be like, Frankie, if you want to work for this institute, you will stand over there and let us shoot you to see the sound differences, okay? This is very you'll important. A, you'll take a twenty-two round in the ass. It's all right. <laughs> all medical bills will be covered, Frankie. Do not even worry about it. It'll You'll just be sting to a the little best bit. HMO. Yes. And if you get addicted to painkillers afterwards, we'll help you with that too. We'll help you get street heroin after that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, basically what they're saying is um, from where she was standing, it couldn't be heard. Um, it's, it's kind of a mess. Um, but the polka dot lady is one of the most famous, like, second gunman theories that's kind of why i brought it up first um i'm gonna go into some other ones now uh there was a mafia connection which we talk about the mafia quite a bit on this show this this was the one that i was talking about earlier that i thought this sounded the most likely because i think during this time the mob was super tied in with the unions right around this time yeah i'm actually going to mention that a little bit okay so go going back into bobby kennedy's history a little bit um he was considered actually the runt of the family he was a real soft-spoken kid uh his father joseph senior uh didn't really respect him very much uh so he had kind of had to develop this tough guy persona um throughout his life uh he was a lot smaller than his brothers were um so he played varsity football in college, even though he was about 5'10 and a buck 50. And his teammates said that he played really hard and fearless. And there's like stories of him like breaking a leg and like wanting to play still. And just like he was a famously like had this tough guy persona. Hey, he it sounded like he's a perfect frame for like a, a Julian Edelman like player, you know, because he's a small guy. And he's like insanely good. Maybe Bobby Kennedy was kind of like he was that slot receiver. Do you know what position he played? He played on the end. Uh, that's all it said. He played the end. And I think he played offense and defense. So he played both ways. So he's probably a nose tackle and probably a center. Yeah, I'm guessing he. <laughs> I don't think he's a center. I said it... he played on the end. No, so... I know. I'm just joking. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, this tough guy persona would later help him on in dealing with powerful men, including um, J. Edgar Hoover, Lyndon Baines Johnson, the Russians in general, and Jimmy Hoffa, mm. which you just mentioned, uh, the mob and unions. Is it? So while secretary, what's that? No, never mind, continue. All right. While secretary of state, JFK turned Hoover away from communism and towards organized crime going after Teamster President Jimmy Hoffa famously and would be involved in what became known as a blood feud with Hoffa uh, for Hoffa's corruption in financial sectors, uh, matters of the election, uh, both personally and organizationally, uh, Robert Kennedy went after him. Mm, okay. Uh, Hoffa didn't die that much longer after Kennedy, I think, right? No, so he was convicted of after Robert Kennedy was um, Secretary of State. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa in 1964 was convicted of jury tampering. Mm, so okay. he actually was, and um, Robert Kennedy actually called the computer and congratulated them for taking down Jimmy Hoffa on something. Hell yeah! So. Well, it's funny uh, because when I was in college uh, during speech class. I think I actually covered the story of Jimmy Hoffa or whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they speculate or speculate. Was he buried underneath the Jets stadium? Um, it, it was home plate at the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I believe. Or the Yankee or Yankee stadium. Old Yankee stadium. Was oh, it one of them? Okay. All right. <laughs> I know. I know it's um the baseball field, but there's so much. They claim that so much shit was buried under Yankees home plate. It's stupid. Mm. I wonder when they tore the stadium down if they actually. <laughs> I don't think they would tell anybody how many dead bodies were under there. <laughs> it's it's like a fucking Native American burial ground. It's, just, <laughs> it's haunted as fuck. The place. <laughs> All you can smell is fucking cigar smoke and fucking gin <laughs> at night. So the mafia may have put uh, JFK into office. 
And after Bobby went after organized crime, they actually are alleged to have had something to do with um, the JFK killing, um, putting Jack Ruby up to killing Oswald and possibly even killing Bobby Kennedy. So do you think, I think I've heard this before, that they actually wanted Bobby Kennedy dead, but they threatened him by killing his brother, right? Yeah, so um, there's a real long history, supposedly, of their father being tied in with the mob, and even the mafia getting JFK put into office back in 1960. The only problem is Bobby, Secretary of State, just went after organized crime like a crazy person, and Mm -hmm. that was not in the program. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine so. So my next conspiracy actually involves uh, the CIA, Central Intelligence Agency. Now, a lot of people believe that the CIA may have had something to do with uh, President Kennedy's assassination in 1963. Robert Kennedy supposedly could have investigated uh, JFK's assassination in further uh, in-depth than had already happened, obviously, they had pinned it all on Oswald. Right. So there were allegations that three men were at the Ambassador Hotel. Uh, these amb- these allegations came from Shane O'Sullivan's documentary, <laughs> RFK Must Die. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it must be a landmark. Uh, I never really heard of it. but So he provided video and photo evidence. Uh, he claimed that the three men seen in the video and in the photographs at the Ambassador Hotel immediately before and after the assassinations positively identified as CIA operatives David Sanchez Morales, Gordon Campbell, and George Joannidis. <laughs> I almost thought you were going to say George H. Bush. Yeah, George H.W. <laughs> Bush. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, did you look at these pictures? Uh, not really. No, there was, I've been looking at a ton of pictures um, throughout the, like my studying so supposedly O'Sullivan's conspiracy documentary uh, actually kind of falls apart. Um, one of the men identified um, actually died of a heart attack in 1962. Mm. That was uh, Morales. Um, O'Sullivan claims that the man um, used Morales's identity um, as a cover, um, kind of to, you know, help tie his story together. <laughs> so also the other two men, uh, Gordon Campbell and George Joannidis. I fucked the name up again, but George Joannidis. Um, they were found out to be Bolova Watch Company workers. And they supposedly were there for a convention that was happening at the hotel. So uh, are you trying to tell me that Watch, whatever they you want to call them, barons, wouldn't be killing political figures? Yeah, so how he explains this one away, O'Sullivan says that the Belova Watch Company was notorious CIA from. Oh, okay. So we need to start watching out for like Fossil and yeah. Casio. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm never buying another Casio watch again. If a watch salesman comes to your door, they found you out. Just fucking <laughs> put slam on a, the door shut. Put on a fucking bulletproof everything. They're there to kill you. Throw one of those furious cats at them. Oh, speaking of that, uh. <laughs> OBJ, you know, um, Odell Beckham Jr. was wearing a watch during the game. Do you think he could have been perhaps a CIA operative by chance? He could be tied into it. The okay. CIA might be giving him some uh, some of that watch swag. <laughs> get- Hundred what was it? Hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. Watch. Damn. Okay. <laughs> How do you even? What do you even make it out of to make it cost that much? Well, I, I, I guarantee, like <laughs> the. Obtainium? I think around the 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 face of the watch, I think they put diamonds. Yeah, Why would you wear right. that while you're I playing can't. football? It's going to get fucked up. Yeah, well, it's to prove he's got money. Yeah, I suppose. So my next conspiracy is kind of a little one. Not very much, like, goes into it. Um, I kind of, I, I do like this one personally. So the military-industrial complex, um, you know what that is, correct? Correct, yep. So... Kennedy claimed that if he became president, he was going to end the Vietnam War, which was pretty popular sentiment at the time. And now the military industrial complex did not want that to happen. They were making a ton of money off the Vietnam War Hmm. and they could have possibly uh, assassinated Kennedy um, just to keep the war going. Hmm. Okay. so putting putting Nixon in office, which extended the war. 
So uh, around, even though he claimed to also want to take it out. So around sixty eight, Dick Cheney would have been probably in his early fifties. So <laughs> a little older, could, but yeah. Could this have been his com I could see Cheney killing him because he didn't want Halliburton to be taken down. Yeah, if Robert Kennedy had been shot in the face with birdshot, <laughs> then I might think it might be him. If there's but... pieces of camel or can of camo and flannel laying all over the ground then we know dick cheney was there <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> i could just see dick cheney playing duck hunt for super nintendo and he keeps wondering why he can't kill the dog <laughs> he just saves all of his bullets for the dog that was yeah i do wish i don't understand why everyone always kill the dog they should have actually updated that game but <laughs> <laughs> dick cheney instead of having Dick Cheney Hunter. There's just, just like birds flying everywhere, but you can just keep shooting your friend in the back. You can't actually shoot the birds. The birds fly everywhere, but you have to save your bullets for the fucking buddies <laughs> coming around. <laughs> so I only have a few. I'm just going to fire right through them. Right. Um, as I mentioned before, Sirhan, Sirhan was Palestinian. Now, the PLO, Palestinian Liberation Organization, um, Robert Kennedy supported Israel during the Six Day War, which had just happened. And um, he also had taken a trip uh, in his college days to Palestine, uh, what Israel was previously called. Um, and he kind of like had a little journalist gig going on. He wrote some papers in support of like the Jewish people living in Palestine and how he thought that the Palestinians and Israelis would be able to coexist someday. Um, it was obvious that um, Senator Kennedy as president would not be impartial in the Israeli-Palestine relations. And there's a uh, kind of a conspiracy going on that the PLO might have put Sirhan Sirhan up to uh, killing the president, um, even giving him aid and possibly a second gunman. Mm, okay. I kind of like that one, actually. I, you're yeah. like, oh, they could coexist eventually. I'm like, ooh, they still aren't coexisting. <laughs> Yeah, this was back in the mid-40s. Yeah. Uh, it was still while the British were in charge of Palestine. But I'm saying even in current days, they don't. Definitely not oh. getting along. Oh, no. It goes up and down, but we're in a down. Mm. Yeah, we're in, we're in a valley right now, a trench. So um, so the next one, Aristotle. Now, he's got a very famous last name. After JFK's death, Robert F. Kennedy was the head of the family. Uh, with his older brothers um, dead and his father not patriarch anymore and mm. supposedly wouldn't let Jackie marry Aristotle Onassis. Jackie is JFK's former wife. Okay. And the conspiracy goes that Onassis uh, had previously paid the PLO not to hijack his planes. Um, he was actually in charge of Olympic Airlines, which is currently known as Greek Airlines. Mm. Uh, but there's a conspiracy that actually paying for the airlines not to get bombed or hijacked um, was actually paying for Bobby's assassination kind of as a cover. Like he claimed that the money was going to not hijack the planes, but actually this was funding Bobby's assassination. Interesting. Okay. I mean, that would be a good way to hide it. Yeah. That'd be a good way to clean up your, if you admitted, Oh no, this is just bribe money to not get hijacked anymore for my airlines how many um, how many hijacking was huge at the time okay too. okay that's what i was gonna ask okay that'd be terrifying yeah there's very famous like there is a super famous video of a plane that was hijacked like just taking off and landing in different spots getting refueled and yeah uh, <laughs> yikes it was a scary time as i mentioned turbulent times so <laughs> Um, of course, I have to mention this. Uh, it was goddamn Richard Nixon. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, he's tricky dick, you know. Yeah. So Robert Kennedy, uh, really a lot of people think that he was going to beat Nixon. They thought it was going to be uh, Bobby Kennedy versus Richard Nixon. And Bobby was going to whoop Nixon uh, for the same reasons JFK beat him. He's a likable person. Yeah. Um, and he was probably also worried that Bobby Kennedy was going to cheat just like JFK cheated. Allegedly, that was uh, one of the big conspiracies about the 1960 election was Illinois and um, mob ties. A lot of uh, supposed dead people voted ah, in Illinois. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to, isn't that what Watergate was? Was Nixon cheating? 
Yeah, Nixon was basically <laughs> Nixon was spying on the Democrats, making sure like they weren't like, I guess part of it a little bit was like he was making sure they weren't up to shit. But yeah, he was definitely cheating at like <laughs> seeing what they were up to, like which you shouldn't be doing. But it's like yeah. the people who always want to blame somebody else for cheating and then they get cheating. It's like, well, c- come on, guy. Yeah, you got to understand, too, Nixon losing to Kennedy, like it was such a close election. And when it came out that all these like supposed dead people had voted, he basically said, like, this is never happening again. I'm never getting fucked over like this. Like, mm. I doubt he said fucked over because I think he was like a Quaker or a shaker or something <laughs> like that. But I, he's never getting fucked over. Like mm. that upper lip so, was sweating like a motherfucker. Oh, I was about to say that, too. Fucking Robert Kennedy would have went on that debate stage. Fucking that good looking fucking face, those teeth, those eyes. You just see Nixon just sweating like a dog <laughs> god he is a he is an ugly individual yeah Nixon, i feel I mean. so bad for him as a fellow <laughs> ugly person <laughs> just, <laughs> oh god. but he became president and he's an true, asshole true Fuck true <laughs> so my last one of course goddamn obama now yep. six-year-old muslim assassin in training barry satiro obviously needs an introduction mission into his future life so he is sent to Los Angeles to take out the dastardly Robert F. Kennedy for opposing Perfect. the Palestinians in the Six Day War and so on, so on. So this would make perfect sense because little Obama, would he have been six year old, six years old at this time? Yes, he was born in 1962, mentioned before. Okay. And it's 1968. So he'd have been, I think, about. Damn, dude, he could have hidden like any cupboard in that entire area. He could have hidden in Gordon Ramsay's fucking chef's house. He'd have been so <laughs> tiny and so well-trained by that point. I was going to say, he probably hid in Gordon Ramsay's cop salad or something, a shot out of it. But uh, He might have he might have grabbed Gordon Ramsay's gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I assume he always carries a gun. Angry people usually do. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, that's interesting. So, okay, now that we got them all together phil which which do you are you leaning on any of these conspiracies or do you think just sirhan sirhan killed him and there's no other thing no other um evidence or anything um i always side with incompetent so i'm gonna say it's pretty highly likely that Sir sirhan um did it alone and any evidence that might come out to say otherwise is covered up by the lapd i do think sirhan sirhan did it alone but there's a better chance i'm gonna give it like 20 percent that there was a second gunman at all mm, okay i was gonna uh, s- what do you think on that um okay let me ask one question i don't think you brought it up but didn't when they busted into sirhan sirhan's apartment wasn't like his apartment littered with like papers about robert kennedy and like he was super obsessive about him right yeah so um they did actually take a lot him. Um, really famously, there was some notebooks that they took from Sirhan Sirhan, and they had a bunch of like crazy ramblings in it, uh, things that he had just written down, um, things about Robert Kennedy. And a lot of it, he claims, was this religion that he had joined that kind of encouraged people just to write down their random thoughts into a notebook. So that's kind of how he tried to explain it away. Um, the prosecution really like kind of leveraged heavy on those notebooks though and just a bunch of stuff they took from his apartment so yeah they did uh, i did forget to mention that before but when they busted into his um place they did find a lot of stuff okay well that i mean that that makes you look awfully guilty when (laughs) you kill somebody you've been writing obsessively obsessively about in a journal or whatever but anyway back to what i was saying so i think i'm along the lines with you where he probably killed him and then, well, yeah, he probably killed him. And then the LAPD didn't want to bother with it. And they kind of quickly swept anything under the rug. Although the polka dot lady is like really compelling. I don't know why, but that's really sticking out to me. Yeah, I'm going to mention that a little bit in my numbers. So say 100% there was a second gunman. I'm going to give it like 85 to 90% that it had to do with the polka dot lady and the mysterious man that she was with. Okay. So I'm going to say if there was 100%, like if you take the pie chart and I took 20%, 
for Second Gunman, if you expanded that 20%, 90% to 85, I'm going to say Polka Dot Lady. Like, that is the most. Like, there were so many witnesses to Polka Dot Lady. Yeah, I actually, I actually kind of agree with that. I kind of, some like that, something is really suspicious about that, especially since obviously the Kennedys had, had been dying in mysterious ways, and there's a lot of reasons why they'd want to kill them or whatever. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, if you guys want to give us your opinion on Robert Kennedy or what you think happened to him or whatever, where can they do that, Phil? Well, we have an uh, email. You can get a hold of us at subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get a hold of us on our Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, that's actually the best way to get a hold. Uh, we always are looking at that, so barely ever look at the email. We also have individual ones. Uh, my Instagram is sdpodphil. I barely ever check it. Uh, just go on there to look and see what I eat usually. Uh, Cody, you got some? Yeah, you can follow my personal Instagram, which is Cody Zabub. Um, you can follow my other podcast, Bumblebub Podcast, on Instagram as well. Or just check it out on any podcasting app if you're into true crime or paranormal or any of that shit. So uh, the last thing we need you to do is to log on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and write us a review if you could. Um We've kind of slowed down a little bit on the reviews, so and I know you guys are out there. We can see the downloads. We know we know you guys are listening. So I uh, just log on there, click the fucking button, or whatever other podcasting application you're listening to. Just leave a review on there. Anywhere will help us. So anyway, Phil, uh, final thoughts. I'm gonna say you did a fantastic job. I obviously know who Robert Kennedy is, but I didn't know that much about his assassination. I think uh, I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot of information here, so uh, very nicely done. Otherwise, guys, we will see you next week. All right, thanks, guys.